we don't want to take this to the extreme and be compromising our own integrity in order to meet someone else's need. We want to stay in our integrity and see if we can stretch a little bit toward the other person to make their journey a little less uncomfortable. Hey, hey, this is Dr. Kavita Sun. Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. This podcast is about emotions, psychology, and relationships. Every week, I'll be sharing real-life tools to help you build self-awareness, a better relationship with yourself, and more fulfilling relationships with the people that matter to you. Listen, this is the foundation on which the rest of your life is built. So let's take the time to get it right. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, my friends. My pod squad, how are you guys doing? Happy Thursday. Oh. I've had a crazy busy week. We just moved across the country (laughs) just a year ago, not even a year ago, 10 months ago, we moved from the East Coast to the West Coast, basically from Connecticut to Palo Alto. And then 10 months later, we just moved back all the way back to Connecticut. Why? Why do you ask? (laughs) Why are we moving across the country every 10 months? No, um, the reason is my wife got a fellowship at Stanford and it's a 10-month fellowship and it was a great opportunity. And since all of my work is online and all of the client work that I do and everything, we do it online, I can do it from anywhere in the world. And so we were all able to move to California for 10 months and it was wonderful. I loved it. And it's lovely to be back on the East Coast. And we sold our home before we left. So then we had to buy a home without even having seen it. (laughs) From California, we just wired money and bought a house on the East Coast. Luckily, we had our friend who's also a realtor, who was able to FaceTime us and show us the interior of the house. But that was about it. And so when we walked in to the house two nights ago, Kristen, my wife, was saying we should be on a show called Mortgage at First Sight, (laughs) which I thought was funny. Um, But anyway, luckily, we love the house. It's beautiful and comfortable and um, has a lot of open space, which I really like. I like a, a lot of light and open space. It doesn't have to be big. It just, I don't like boxy, dark rooms, you know? So it's lovely and chaotic. We have a bajillion boxes around us at all times. <laughs> we can barely see each other because of all the boxes in every single room. But we're slowly making headway. And um, yeah, it's a chaotic and uh, fun time, both. Isn't that true of many, many seasons in our life, right? It's chaotic, sometimes uh, painful. But there are also, even in those times, moments of contentment and moments of joy and moments of connection and moments of relaxation, moments of growth, right? It's amazing. When I look back on my life, even the times that when I was going through it, I was convinced was the worst time of my life. When I look back, there was even then pockets of beautiful friendships that I made that still still sustain me to this day, 
memories made, laughs to be had, growth and learning. So just a side note in my head that I'm uh, making for myself, really, and also sharing with you guys, that no one season of life is black or white. There is always mixed weather, right? Ah, well, what I wanted to talk to you guys today is the value of knowing and protecting your loved one's raw spots. What do I mean by that? So take this move, for example. I know that my spouse um, really feels overwhelmed with visual clutter. Now, interestingly, if she's in the middle of, she's very crafty, she's in the middle of a craft project with our daughter and there's glitter and Legos and everything everywhere, she's fine with that. Because it's contained and then after a couple of hours of playing, then they put it away. But if there's boxes everywhere and things aren't where they're supposed to be and the clothes aren't put away and that kind of chaos is really, really hard on her system. Now, it's hard on anyone's system, but it's especially hard on Kristen's system. I know that now because we have lived together for almost a decade, right? So I know her well enough to know that when there is a lot of visual chaos, she needs a little space that can be her sanctuary, where things have been put away, everything's organized, everything is clean, and there's clean sheets on the bed, and it's just one room. It doesn't even have to be the bedroom. It could be the office. Just one room where she can retreat to, where as soon as she enters, she, I can visibly see her body relaxing. She actually lets out a sigh. She'll go, ah, oh. it's an audible relaxation of her nervous system. It's pretty cool to watch, actually, because it's uh, predictable. Even she doesn't know that she sighs with a deep sense of relief when she enters her little sanctuary. Now that I know that is one of her raw spots, what I can do is show up in a way that helps her create that little sanctuary within the first 24 hours of us coming into a home. Now, again, it really does not have to be, it could be a little closet. Like we have a little walk-in closet here in this house, which is really, really nice. But it's a tiny, tiny room, right? Even this, all we did for the first day was other than, you know, open a bunch of boxes in different rooms that we needed for day-to-day -day living, we spent half of the first day just organizing her walk-in closet. And this has become a sanctuary. I'm actually sitting in that closet now <laughs> recording this podcast for you guys. And even I feel relaxed being here right? It's so well organized. Everything is clean and put away. There's space, there's white space. You can see what you need and you can, you know, quickly make decisions because everything is at eye level. It's just really nice. But it didn't take us that long. It took us maybe four hours 
And now she has this space to come to, to relax. And then she goes out again and does a few more boxes. And then she comes back in here. She'll have a cup of tea, sit in her closet, reorganize her shoes or something, feel really calm, and then come out again and do a few more boxes. Now, for you, that might not be important. For your spouse or your loved one, that might not be important. But there's something else that is their raw spot, okay? For example, maybe your spouse's raw spot might be that they are slow to wake up in the morning. They can't think very clearly in the morning. They like to wake up slow. They like to sit outside and stretch and have their cup of coffee before they can start planning or before they can have conversations about bills or about schedules or about vacations. If you know that to be true, you can show up for them by protecting that raw spot. You won't always be able to do it, right? Just like I won't always be able to guarantee that there will be a space that is clean and organized, but I can try. And the effort is noticed because my spouse knows that it's not that important to me, however I am doing it for the sake of her feeling somewhat settled in this new space. In that same way, it may not be important to you. You may be a morning person. You may want to, you know, get things going and organize things and plan things and put things away and just ready to go as soon as you open your eyes. Your loved one might not be. And when I say loved one, it might be a spouse, it might be your... Um, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend. It may be your child, maybe your mom, right? Maybe your best friend. Maybe they don't even live in the same house, but you know to just text if it's something that you want to say to your best friend in the morning because you know that she needs a couple of hours to wake up. Now, if there's an emergency, you're going to call her anyway, right? Same thing. If there's an emergency and your spouse needs a couple of hours to wake up, you're still going to go bug them and say, oh my gosh, this happened. What do we do? So this isn't a black and white, it has to be like this at all times kind of system. It is a how can we stretch a little bit whenever we can to protect each other's raw spots. I wonder what your own raw spot is. I'll tell you a couple of mine. Remember the person that I just illustrated a few seconds ago that, you know, needs to stretch and have a cup of coffee and sit outside before they can talk about schedules and bills in the morning. That's me. <laughs> and Kristen, my wife, is quite the opposite. She actually really winds down after like 8 p.m. at night. She just cannot really focus much on anything after 8 p.m. at night. But in the morning, she is up and at him. As soon as she's awake, she's ready to go. But because now we know each other's raw spots, she protects my raw spot by trying as best as she can to not bring up um, things that require a lot of detail and a lot of concentration in the morning. So I want to offer that to you and think about what is your raw spot and what can you ask for that is clear from your loved one? Instead of, I used to just get snippy 
if people ask me, if Kristen asks me something about bills or what should we do about this and what about leaving the car in the repair shop and da-da-da-da-da in the morning, I would just get snippy, right? Until I realized it's not her fault. She's not doing anything to me. She just is ready to go and I'm not. So I began to actually say, I think I need an hour in the morning when I wake up where if you're able to, I'd love to sit with you and just chat and, you know, give a morning hug and kiss. Or if you're not able to, that's totally fine. But I would like an hour or even half an hour to just be. And then I'm ready to talk and plan and schedule things, right? Once I was able to say that, Sometimes she will still forget because it's not her need. So it's not top of mind for her, right? So she's still going to forget sometimes and bring up something. But since we've had that conversation, all I need to say is, I'm still waking up. And she goes, oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay. We'll talk about it in a little bit. And that's that, right? The same goes for if I, you know, if we have a little sanctuary here, this is our walk-in closet, and let's say I move one of the empty boxes, I just throw in here or push in here. I might forget because I don't need that kind of sanctuary. So sometimes I will mess up and I will forget and put an empty box in there as I'm working through the boxes in the main room. But since we know that about each other and we've had that conversation, she only has to say, hey, honey, can you leave the boxes out of this one room? And that's it. It reminds me and I can be like, oh, yeah, 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 I forget. That needs to be a sanctuary. Right, right. So my offer to you guys, it sounds very simple, but it is profound. If you can learn what are the patterns in someone's Um, the way they show up. It may be the time of day. It may be that when they're hungry, they have a hard time talking about anything other than food and how to get it. (laughs) It may be uh, late evenings are hard. Like um, I said, Kristen, after 8 p.m., I am a night owl and I can think really well in the evening and late evening and after my daughter goes to bed, I'm full of ideas. Kristen, not so much, right? So is it time of day? Is it around mealtimes? Is it certain holidays that are raw spots? Is it certain topics that you need to make sure that there is calm, quiet, spaciousness before we talk through some touchy subjects? right? Like let's say one person um, has something, uh, maybe a mild complaint or something about their mother-in-law. I'm just making this up. You likely don't want to bring it up when you both are sort of rushing out the door on a weekday, right? Because it's already a sensitive topic and we all have not that much buffer emotionally left when we are sort of balancing a thousand things in our mind as we're rushing out the door. So is it topics? Is it time of day? Is it time of year? Is it um, around certain things, right? Maybe somebody is more sentimental about their, I don't know, golf clubs. (laughs) 
I don't know where I got that from. Nobody that I know actually plays golf. Uh, or maybe it's around their um, video games, right? Maybe they have a lot of attachment and sentimental value. Even if you don't, if that is a raw spot for them, you want to think about how do we talk about this? When do we talk about this? And actually ask that person if there's something that I want to talk about re regarding your video games. And I know that's super important to you and you have, you're attached to it. And I respect that. And I never want to hurt your feelings. How and when can I bring it up? That would feel okay for you. And they will be able to have some ideas. They may say, okay, I think the best would be on a Sunday. And if you could warn me in the morning and say, hey, sometime this afternoon, can we have 10 minutes to talk about your uh, video games? Then I can be prepared. And I also know that there's time and space and I'm not in the middle of a thousand things at work. Okay, cool. Right? There is great value in knowing your own raw spots and knowing your loved one's raw spots. It doesn't mean that you have to walk on eggshells around it, but it does mean that you do what you can to try to make that raw spot a little less uncomfortable, a little less painful for the other person, right? That's, after all, the whole point of being married or being in a relationship or being in a friendship even is just to make this journey of life a little less lonely, a little less painful for one another. So please don't take this to mean that, you know, it's my job to maintain this sanctuary that is a walk-in closet for Kristen for the rest of time. No, not at all. Nor is it her job to hush everybody in the house and make sure that everyone's walking on tiptoes while I sip my coffee for an hour in the morning. No, right? We don't want to take this to the extreme and be compromising our own integrity in order to meet someone else's need. We want to stay in our integrity and see if we can stretch a little bit toward the other person to make their journey a little less uncomfortable, if we can and when we can. So that's my thought for the day. I would love to hear from you. Um, either send me a text, 860-656-8672 is my phone number. Send me a text. Let me know what your raw spots are, what your loved one's raw spots are, what you got from this, any questions you have. And if you haven't written a review for us yet and you found this helpful, please give us a review. It helps Apple um, show this podcast to other people who might benefit. All right, my friends, I hope you have a great rest of the day and week, and I will see you next Thursday. Ciao. If this podcast means something to you, it would mean so much to me if you'd be willing to take 30 seconds to do one or all of these three things. First, can you follow or subscribe to Emotional Mastery? Following the podcast helps you because you'll never miss an episode and it helps us because you'll never miss an episode. So to do this, just go to the Emotional Mastery show page on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tap on the plus sign on the top right corner or click on the button that says follow. This is the most important thing for the podcast to reach more people. And while you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and a review and share an episode you love with a friend, I'd be so grateful. 
We appreciate you very, very much. Thank you.